I am going to have a little bit to talk about this morning. We're going to talk about angels. Now, this is not a sermon, so I'm not preaching because I'm not a preacher. But I've got a little thing here I was thinking about. I was looking through the Internet and found this, uh, this uh, little article, I guess you'd call it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm a little nervous. It's on the angels. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to preach it to you. I'm just going to read it. So bear with me. Okay, but, but first thing, let, let me tell you why I chose it, okay? Uh, you, you know, when, when you go outside and the sky is real clear and blue and nice, and then all of a sudden it just gets cloudy. And you realize it, uh, what's happening is it's completely overcast. Imagine, instead of the clouds, imagine the angels, may, uh, seeing the multitude of angels. And we don't know, those clouds may be angels. And we, we read about angels, and, and we think of angels all the time, or at least I do, you know, and, and we, we think of what the angels are here for, where they come from, and all this. And we sing about them, too. I guess Kathy told me there'd be, it'd be probably better if I did this next week, but I said, I don't want to do it again next week. <laughs> I'm going to leave that to Gerald or Jim. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, we, we, we read about it, uh, the angels coming when, during the Christmas season. That's when we read about it the most. That's when we think about it the most. But now if you think back, angels have come around. It, it, it's in the Bible all over the place. All over the place there are angels coming. Even when Christ arose, there were angels But if, uh, if you think about it, how many angels were there? How many angels came to the, to the manger where Jesus was lying? We don't know, do we? There could have been one with each shepherd, one with each magi. But we did see one thing, the big star above that led the magi to the manger. But I didn't think how it would be to have angels everywhere you look who appeared in the blink of an eye. I think we all need to look and listen and think about it. That's a little long for an introduction, but the rest of it's pretty short. All right, Luke 2, 8 through 14. Can you hear the angels sing? And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord showed around them, and they were filled with fear. When, when you think of angels, do you get scared? No? 
That's good, I guess. But the shepherds were afraid. Why do you think they were afraid? They were afraid because they'd never seen anything like this before. And, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure if I'd be afraid or not. I, I think I probably would. See this person or this image come up, shining, glowing. That, I don't know, that might scare me a little bit. And an angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news and great joy that would be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly, now the word suddenly, think about it, there was with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Now these heavenly hosts, are they, are they angels also? It doesn't say they are, but I would say it was. The question's simple. Can you hear the angels sing? The answer's simple also. Either you can or you can't. You either do or you don't. The shepherds heard the angels, and it scared them to death. That's one thing that the angels do. They frighten people. Now, when we think of angels, what do we think of? We think of the little girl or young lady with wings, beautiful blonde hair, blue eyes. I wouldn't be scared of that, would you? That I lost my place again. The angel told Joseph, fear not. Gabriel said to Mary, fear not. And the angels told the shepherds, fear not. By definition, angels are truly out of this world. And if they're out of this world, we don't know what those angels look like. They come from another place, from another realm of reality, from another dimension. One moment the shepherds are minding their own business in the fields outside Bethlehem. The next moment an angel is talking to them. Then out of nowhere the sky is filled with a multitude of angels. Did they think they were being attacked? They might have. The word multitude means just what it implies, an uncountable number, a vast array of bright shining beings, beings filling the night sky, praising God, and loudly, I'm sure, if there was a multitude, and saying, glory to God in the highest. I think I would be scared. Perhaps the most telling word of our text comes from verse 13. Suddenly. It means without warning, without prior announcement. It means that the angels weren't there and then they were there. The word suddenly means that the angels were nowhere to be seen and all at once they filled the skies. Some questions come to mind at this point. 
If we had been there, would we have seen the angels? Could the people in Bethlehem see the angels? Could they be seen in Jerusalem, eight miles away? Could the sound of their voices be heard in other places? Or did the angels reveal themselves only to the shepherds? We can't answer these questions, but this much is certain. The angels really were there. And the shepherds really did hear them. Can you hear the angels singing? Either you do or you don't. The shepherds heard them. Mary heard them. Joseph heard them. You think Herod heard them? I don't think so. That's a hugely important point because the great divide in the world comes right here. Some people see the angels and others don't. Some people hear them, others don't. Some people believe in supernatural beings, others don't. In the fourth century, there was a bishop named Hillary who said, everything that seems empty is full of the angels. So what does that tell you right now? You look around, you can't see the, I can't see the angels. They're there, but I can't see them. Jesus is with us today, but I can't see him. Second King 6 tell the story, tells the story of Elijah and his servant when the Aramean army surrounded them in the city of Dothan. Seeing the enemy on every side, the servant cried out, What shall we do? Elijah responded by declaring, Be not afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O oh Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened his eyes and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. The angels were always there. The servant, uh, the servant just, just didn't see him. When his eyes were open, he saw what had been there all along. And you know, you know, this is a little off, off key here or off subject, whatever. But uh, I've heard of people that, that were going home. And as they were going home, they would, they would say before they passed, I see someone. I think it's an angel. And this may happen, it may not. We don't know. Some people that visit the Grand Canyon and all they see is a ditch. And so they hurry on their way having missed one of the greatest wonders of God's creation. The same thing happens in a spiritual realm. People see what they want to see and they don't see what they choose to ignore. <laughs> This one I like. It's, it's kind of funny. In the early days of space travel, a Russian cosmonaut 
came back to earth and declared that he had looked for God in space and didn't see him anywhere. Dr. W.A. Griswell, or Criswell, gave the correct reply when he said, let him step out of his space suit up there. He'll see him soon enough. <laughs> it is important to, it is impossible to miss the supernatural element in the birth of Jesus. Angels pop up all over the Christmas story. Angels tells Mary she will give birth to Jesus. And they tell Joseph he will call his name Jesus. Angel also warns Joseph and Mary not to go back to Israel. And in our text, the angels, the angel announces the birth of Christ to the shepherds, and then the angelic choir serenades them. But that's but that's not all. You have the mysterious star that led the Magi from some distant land all the way up to Bethlehem to the very place where they found the baby Jesus. And the Magi were warned in a dream not to return to Herod, but to go home another way. And we Christians believe in something absolutely amazing. I think we have heard these things so often that we have forgotten how astounding they are. I know when I think about angels, I say, well, I've never really seen an angel. But then I say, I've never really seen God or Jesus. It is just that you have to believe that the angels are there, and I do. And I'm sure you do. Even if we can't see them, they're there. We believe that the world we inhabit is not the real world. We're, we're, we're not in the real world. This is just the temporary world. This ball of earth we call home will not last forever. We believe this world is temporary. Only God is eternal. We believe there is another world that is the real world. It's the world of God and the angels, of Christ and the Holy Spirit, of heaven and the saints who dwell in glory. These two worlds exist side by side. We live in one world, but we believe in another or to use a New Testament word picture, we live in the world, but our citizenship is in another. That's why the Bible, Bible, the Bible calls us aliens and strangers on the earth. We are pilgrims of, on a journey from the world that is passing away to the world that we will last forever. And the only way, the only way that we can last forever is that we have faith in Jesus Christ who saved us from all of our sins. 
We're looking for a city with eternal foundation whose builder and maker is God. The world you see around you will never last forever. The world of cars and planes and trains, the world of buying and selling and investing, the world of factories and offices, the world of schools and universities, radio, internet, television, and the world of football, basketball, and baseball. Now that's going to be tough for some guys to realize. If we don't have football in heaven, what are we going to do on Sunday afternoon? In the world of nations and presidents and tyrants who cover, who cower in spider holes, that world will one day disappear. The world is passing away along with its desires, but whosoever does the will of God abides forever. Nothing golden lasts. We are here today, gone tomorrow. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. All that we see around us will someday vanish without a trace, despite our best efforts. There is nothing we can do to save ourselves. If we are to be saved, salvation must come from somewhere else. It must come from outside of us. That's the true meaning of Christmas, the birth of Christ. The Christian worldview is utterly supernatural. Take the supernatural out of Christianity and all you have is a religious book club. We believe this world is not the real world, that Christ came from the real world and lived with us for 33 years so that he could save us from sins. Again, in the words of Bishop Hillary, Everything that seems empty is full of angels. Sometimes the world around us may seem empty and we may feel entirely alone. Think about it. When you're sitting alone praying, are you alone? If you really have the spirit, if you really believe in Jesus Christ, you will not be alone. Sometimes the world around us seems empty and we may feel entirely... I just read that, didn't I? But now and then, suddenly, when we're tired or bored or fearful or disgruntled, God breaks through and the angels start to sing. They sang for some startled shepherds one night in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. They still sing today for those who care to hear them. Can you hear the angels sing? They bring good news from the other side. Good news of great joy. The best news the world has ever heard. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. 
Let earth receive her king. If you listen with all your heart, you can still hear them singing, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth among those whom believe. Shall we pray? Most gracious heavenly Father today, we thank you for your son, your son that gave his life on the cross that we might have eternal life. And Lord, we thank you for the angels that you, that you sent down and you keep sending down for us, Lord. Even though we can't see them, Lord, we thank you for those angels. And Lord, as we go to our homes, let us think. Let us think about the angels that are with us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.